him and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, verse 9, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. So the devils, the demons, this called Legion, asked the Lord that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh under the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and a herd and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the See, they were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea and God invented country ham. Verse 14, and they that fed the swine fled and towed it into the sea. They, they landed in salt water. Y'all might as well say amen. You know they eat them. Amen. Verse 14, and they that fed the swine fled and towed it in the city and in the country. In the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. They went to see what was done. Verse 15, and they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. They began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not. The devil said, don't send us out of the country. Jesus allowed it. The crowd said, we don't want you in the country. Jesus as a perfect gentleman, he left. But this is a question you'd think you would answer. Yes to. The Bible said he prayed him that he might be with him. And how be it? Verse 19. Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto them, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee, and departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And underline, and all men did marvel. In Luke chapter number 8, I'll read just two verses. Luke eight thirty eight. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with them. But Jesus sent him away saying, Return to thine own house and shew how great things God had done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. You can be seated. Father, we pray today that you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me to mind you. Help me to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Let nothing done be done to grieve or hinder the Spirit of God. Lord, please just illuminate our mind. Call to mind all that you gave me in the study. 
and as meditating on these days and help me to be a vessel that you could preach through and God cleanse me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. If there be anything that would defile, contaminate, I pray you cleanse us fresh in the blood. Help us to be a vessel fit and meet for the master's use. Thank you for the good song, for the good presence of God, for the sweet spirit that's been here in the house of God already, the testimonies, the thanksgiving, the sacrifice of praise, giving thanks to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for folks that you've added to the church. Thank you for others, Lord, that you brought in for the family of God that were here. Help me to feed now the sheep. Help me to feed your lambs, Lord. Now praise you and thank you for what you do. You're the best thing that happened to any of us. And we want to go on record and say I'm glad you're on my side and I'm on your side. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> if the Lord would help me for a little while tonight, I want to preach on the thought, show and tell. One time, the last time I ever did show and tell, I brought a case knife to Green Creek Elementary School and that did not go over good. I wanted to show what my grandpa gave to me and that did not go over good. I got paddled by Mr. Wagner with an electric plug-in plastic with holes paddle. And if we went back to paddling at school, we'd have a whole lot better school system. Somebody say amen. And, uh, but I remember, I, I never forgot the lesson. Uh, don't bring a pocket knife to the schoolhouse. But I, I, I pulled that knife out, and I got to go through all my spiel. I told them about uh, my grandpa giving me this knife, and we built this man's house in Tryon, and, and, and I, he taught me how to cut out this little pig. I still got these little pigs at the house, and uh, these pigs are cut out with a bandsaw. And then I used this knife, and whittled ears on him and whittled feet on him and, and, and whittled it. And, and man, I was so proud of that. That did not, hey, they liked the pigs. They did not like the knife being at the elementary school. But I remember show and tell, it was always one of the fun things at school. You could bring in, and, and basically you weren't just telling the story, you were displaying the story. There was no way by the time folks got done with show and tell, people could deny the story. You had the evidence right in front of them. On that thought, I'm thinking about this text in a different way on this thought, show and tell. I, I look at this chapter and it's amazing. The questions that was asked in chapter 4 are answered in chapter 5. Things that happened in chapter 4 led up to some things that happened in chapter number 5. Walk with me as we go through the text. Think about this in Mark and chapter number 4. You all know the story. Uh, they have took care of, of uh, doing a great miracle in chapter number 4. They've now got into the boat. The Bible said in verse number 36 that they were Jesus. They took him even as he was. And by the way, if Jesus gets on board your ship, you're going to have to take him as he is. Hey, man, you ain't going to change the Lord. He's going to change your ship. Hey, man. And among all the ships, because the Bible says, and there were also with him other little ships. Of all the ships that he could have got on, he got on the one where he was welcome. Hey, man. And the Bible says that there was a great storm. The Bible said in verse number 37, there arose a great storm. So there are great men that are sailing. There's a great Savior that's sleeping. And there is a great storm that is tossing. It's tossing his ship. They, the Bible says, if you look at the text in verse 37, 
that the waves of this great storm beat into the ship that it was now full. Any ship that's full of water don't sail. That's the first submarine in history right there. I mean, it's still going to the de- destination and it's slammed full of water. You say, preacher, my ship's taking on water. Don't worry about it. Jesus on board. Hey, man. Hey, don't, you ain't going to sink with Jesus on board. This is the man who walks on the water. You don't think he can plow through the water? Hey, man. I mean, they, they are got great waves and, and this great storm. And, and the disciples, they are greatly vexed by this storm. And, and the Bible said they went to the Lord and the hinder part of the ship and they sleep on the pillow and they awake him and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And that's what we do a lot of times. Storm goes to raging. We feel like God should step in and intervene. He should calm the storms. By the way, if we had the power, we'd do it. Why don't he do it? Well, ain't you glad he don't think like you and I think? We would be in bad shape if he had to say, his ways are not our ways, thank God. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They think, we think sometimes, the Lord is asleep not paying attention to what's going on. He's as much in control when he was laying on that pillar as he would when he stepped up on the point of that ship. Amen. And the Bible said he arose. The Bible said he rebuked. Now watch this. He rebuked the wind, said unto the sea, peace be still. He talked to the wind. He rebuked the wind. He, he, in other words, he said, quieten down a minute. And said unto the sea. You say, that ain't in the text. That's in the Aramaic probably. I, I, but, but it said in there, he rebuked the sea. Now watch this. And said unto, uh, rebuked the wind and said to the sea. He spoke to the sea. Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. In verse number 37, there's a great storm. In verse number 37, uh, 39, there's a great calm. There's a, hey man, when there's a great storm, I'm glad there's a great Savior who can bring a great calm. Hey man. In verse number 40, the Bible said, and he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And watch what the disciples said. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? So their sailors that have now become students and God is going to give them the answer in chapter 5. They said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? And chapter number 5, we find out three things in this, in this chapter. I'm only going to deal with one. We find out that the Lord is great when it comes to dealing with demons. Hey, man. He'll run, he's greater than the demons. The devil does have power, and I'll get there in a little bit. The devil does have power, but he has allotted power, and our Savior has all power. He can't do nothing that the Lord don't let him do. Anything the devil does, he has to ask permission if it's okay to do. That's what the book of Job's in there about. Amen. They nothing can happen to me that I'm, I'm one of God's children and nothing can happen to me that don't first pass through the will of God. It has to be the will of God for my life or he won't let it happen, Brother Scott. They said, what manner of man is this? He showed us he is the God that can handle demons. He shows us he's the God that can handle disease. Y'all remember the woman had the issue of blood 12 years? God showed us in this chapter he's the God that can handle disease. We find out when he gets to Jairus' house that he's, hey man, the God that can handle death. Hey man, 
He is great when it comes to handling storms. He's great when it comes to handling demons. He's great when it comes to handling disease. He's great when it comes to handling, hey man, somebody in your life is dead. But can I say today, if he could handle it then, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we think about what manner of man is this, he's the man that can, amen, that's on board your ship, that can handle your situation just like he did for the disciples and all God's people say. So in chapter five, and we're gonna look into how he handled these demons, the Bible says at the end of the text, we'll, we'll get there in just a moment, the Bible said, he said, go tell your friends. In Luke's account, he says, go shoe thy house. This man was used of God to show and tell. Somebody say amen. He told us in Mark five, he said, go tell it. Go tell it to your friends. But in Luke's gospel, he reminds us, hey, here's, here's more of the story. He said, go home to thy house and go shoe thy house. Ain't that what he said? In Luke's gospel in chapter number eight and verse number 39, return to thine own house and shoe how great things God had done unto thee. The message tonight is show and tell. When the disciples are trying to figure out what manner of man in this, Jesus is going to show and tell. When, when, when we try to need, need help, try to run around, try to figure out what's going to go on, I'm glad, I'm glad the Lord will show us and he will tell us. I, I, can, I can imagine this. Walk with me through the text so I can get where I'm going. Look at the Bible, what, what the Word of God says. It said in verse number two that there was a man and, and uh, he, he immediately, when they come out of that ship, they met a man out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He dwelled in a place of dead people. He, he No man could bind him. No, not with chains. Here's a man that was tied up and he broke out. He was a slave to Satan. Now I know people say, well preacher, this man that's possessed, this don't have nothing to do with us. We're in 2023, but I wanna submit to you tonight that the devil, that he's still raging, he's still roaring, and uh, we've got to realize the devil will try to overtake you. He will try to overwhelm you. He will try to overcome you. And if you're not saved, he will indwell you. But I got good news, amen. For everybody that's saved, uh, thank God the devil's been kicked out. We're under new management. Say amen, amen. <laughs> under new management. Hey man, he's took over the business. He's, I've run in my life. I say hallelujah. But if you're sitting here tonight and you're not saved, be careful because you can, according to our text, be possessed either by the devil or by the deliverer. Ain't you glad you've been possessed and indwelt by the deliverer? I can imagine this man, the Bible said in verse number four that they bound him often with fetters and chains. The Bible said every time he did it, he plucked them asunder. The Bible says that the fetters were broken in pieces and no man could tame him. Isn't that an amazing thing to put in the text? You tame animals, you don't tame men. You can't tame men. 
And you sure can't tame a man that's a devil. This is like Samson on steroids. Here is a man that don't matter how many chains you put on him, he, they'll tie him up and he'll break out. He's a slave to Satan. Satan just runs his life. He is subject to whatever the demons that live on the side of him tells him to do. He lives where the dead folks live. He hangs out in the graveyard. He's cutting himself, mutilating himself. He's, the Bible said he's crying. Always in the night, verse number five, he's in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself. So here's a man tied up. Here's a man cutting up. Everywhere, every time somebody comes by, I can imagine that some of his friends came and said, man, have you seen our old running buddy? I always thought he took it too far to bar room. Wait just a minute, didn't you do the same thing? Yeah, but that boy took it to the next level. Have you seen him lately? He said, yep, he's still running around the mountains. He's still living in the tombs. He's still crying in the middle of the night. Every time somebody comes by, he said there's nothing they can do for him. They tie him up, they bind him to try to keep him from cutting herself or to try to control him, try not to scare the mountains and the city. And evidently, he had to go to, the, he went from the city to the country. He went from the mountains to the graveyard. Everywhere he went, it was terror. It was a bloody mess cutting himself, lacerations in his body. That's what the devil will do to you. He'll promise you everything. He'll say, just drink a little beer, just smoke a little joint. I just take a little pill. He'll just go ahead and give into the flesh, fornicate a little bit. Just do a little bit and before long, the thing that you've just dibbled in have become a part of your life and you can't get out of it. Your friend, listen to me. The devil is still, I, I, I know for a fact, I went to high school Jamie probably knows this guy. I went to the high school and at the parties, this old boy pulled out a Ouija board. And I'm talking about the thing would move without anybody touching it. I seen him take a pencil, a number two pencil, and roll it this way on the table, roll it that way on the table, stand it on his end, and fall back down and nobody touch it. That man was full of the devil. If you think for one minute that the devil's out of business, friend, he ain't out of business. That's why you gotta give your life to the Lord. Let the Lord live on the inside of your life because if not, you'll end up in a bloody, dead, amen, crying out, hurting yourself kind of life. It may start out easy, but he's out to destroy you. He wants to kill you. He wants to devastate everybody around you. Can you imagine his friends said, yeah, man, I've seen him. He's got worse. But then I think about what's going on at his house. I don't know, I've heard a lot of preachers say, well, because the Lord said go to his friends, he was probably a young person, but that ain't all he says. He also says go to thine own house. He may have been a young person living in mom and daddy's house, but I personally think he was probably a man who had a, a wife, had, a, had family, because he said thine own house. Uh, in other words, your house or your own family is there. And I'm thinking to myself, brother, somebody went by there and they said, hey, hey, what can you do? Said, I don't know what else I can do. His wife's in turmoil every time anybody knows about this man. It's running their family down. They, the man ain't got no better. Nobody can help him. They ain't no doctor can help him. There's no tamer can help him. They can tame whales. They can tame lions. But they can't tame the madman of Gadirini. But this is a generational problem, brother Scott. 
what? This is the area of the crowd of people. He is a direct descendant of people who said, I'd rather have a place to raise cattle than I had to raise children. They said, Gad, Reuben, and half tribe of Manasseh said, we want to live on the wrong side of Jordan. We don't want to live on the right side of Jordan. We don't care about the Canaan life. We want to, and so generations have begun to pass down to this man. He's, he comes from a line of rebellious people. He comes from a line, listen, it matters how you raise your kids. You will have an impact, grandma and grandpa. You will and can have an influence or for the good or for the bad. This man's got a bad witness. He's got a bad life. His wife is desperate. His family, no doubt, is desperate. Desperate. Every time anybody sees him, they probably bring back news to the friends and to the family. We see a man tied up. He's a man that's cutting up. Oh, but thank God. Watch what happens. And verse number six, the Bible done told us in verse two that when they was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs of man. And verse number six, we find out how he came. The Bible said when he saw Jesus afar off. Now I personally feel like this. He's in the mountains. He's on that graveyard side on the side of that hill. He looks out there at the Lord. He sees the Lord step up on the bow of the ship and cause a great storm to get great calm. I feel like that old boy said if he can do that to the nature, he can do that for me. Hey, woo, amen. Hey, man can't help me. But if anybody can talk to the wind in the sea. He can talk to them demons living inside of me. Amen. And the Bible said he ran. Amen. I don't know what's wrong with some of us. I mean a man for the devil ran. But they'll say preacher. That's right. When the man ran he is full of the devil. But that ain't all he did. The Bible said he ran. What he do? And worship him. My God, after all that the Lord's done for us, it looked like we should worship him. Amen. Oh my, after where he's brought us from, all that he's done, he's been too good. The song set up the message. Hey man, after all, we've got a lot to be thankful for, brother Childs. Hey man, and when he saw Jesus, he ran and worshiped him. Watch this, and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee? Listen, this is the devil. This is the devil. The devils inside are doing the talking. What have I to do with thee, Jesus? Thou son of the most high God, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Isn't it an amazing thing, brother, uh, brother Scott, that the devils recognize the power of God that the devils bow down to the authority of God. They got more sense than some human beings do. Somebody ought to say Amen. This man full of the devil had more sense than some folks that claim to be full of the Savior. Hey man, he worshiped when he was full of the devil. Oh my, help us Lord. They, he was worshiping based on what he saw and based on what he knew he could do for him. We've already lived on this side of it. We've already been delivered. We've already experienced it. We're not talking about something we've seen in other people's life. We've got a story to show and a story to tell. And sure enough, we ought to be worshiping him. And the Bible said, recognize the authority. Here's what they said. Here's what they said. These devils were tore up. This old boy was tied up, cutting up, but the devils got tore up. This man was 
filled up, Brother Jared. He's filled up with the devil. He asked him, he said this, he said, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. You have more authority than we do. He said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Now here, a lot of people say a lot of different things. But according to the Romans, they had at least, when full capacity, 6,000 members in one legion. Here's a man, Brother Jamie, that's filled with 6,000 devils, 6,000 demons, 6,000 flunky devils. Don't matter, they 6,000 of them. And they inside this one man. Now, some of you out like, well, preacher, we ain't never been in that bad of shape. Oh, yeah, we had our own devils to fight. Every single one of us in here. Hey, man, if you ever drunk and, and smoked dope and done all that run women and men, I'm going to tell you, you had your devils. Don't act like you ain't had no problem. Hey, man. And, and they, these have overcome this man. They've overwhelmed this man. And uh, the Bible says they had enough sense. They had enough sense these demons, to answer every question that the Lord said. He said, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him. Ain't this something? <laughs> hey, man, you say, preacher, this, this ain't real. This is real. And people today have the potential to be full of the devil. I, I'd say if it ever happened, it can happen now. There is no surprise in me if somebody, you say, preacher, that can't happen. Then tell me why. Little babies are killed and kicked in the head. That's full of the devil. That's possession of demons. Ain't nobody in their right mind will kick their own kid in the head. Nobody that is of their own faculties are going to molest a little child. Somebody say amen in here. They're not going to do some of the wickedness that we're seeing on every hand. They're full of the devil. And if it's ever happened, it can happen in 2023. Give your life to the Lord. God help. You say, preacher, I've cleaned up my life. I've went to double A. I've went to triple A. I went to Narcotics Anonymous. Well, you might be like that over in the book of Matthew. When you get your outside clean, get your boards fixed, and get the roof put, and make sure the right siding's on, and you got the clothes on right, and you got your Bible in your hand, and you got you ladies got your dress along that sweeps the dust balls off the floor, but there ain't no Jesus on the inside. When the devil gets done, he's going to bring seven more demons more wicked than himself, and your last day's going to be worse than your first day. You can't clean up. You got to be delivered. Say amen. Watch this. Watch this right here. Here's this man. These devils are tore up. This man's full of the devil. He's full of them. But watch what happens. The Bible said he besought him much that he would not send them out of the country. The demons knew that they had to submit to the authority of countries. They said, don't send us out of our territory. Don't send us out of our country. Send us into them hogs. Send us into them swine. And all the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them full with. Watch this. Jesus gave them leave. You know what that word phrase means? He gave them permission to do. In other words, the devil can't do nothing. The demons can't do nothing unless the Lord gives them permission. They didn't have authority not to be tormented. They didn't have the authority to possess. They, God had to give them permission. Hey, don't that help somebody in here? 
Ain't you glad, ain't you glad that there's a God in heaven? Aren't you thankful there's a hedge? I get to thinking about old Job. I, I, I gotta park there for a minute. I get to thinking about what went on that, uh, that day and the devil showed up when the sons were presenting themselves and, and, and the Lord asked him, said uh, almost as if, what are you doing with this crowd? <laughs> hey man, what's the devil hanging around this crowd for? And he said, it been going to and fro the earth and the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? And, and the devil answers something like this. He said, well, he said, yeah, I've considered it. Uh, yeah, but you've got a hedge around him. Don't that help somebody? That's prior to the, hey man, that's prior to the cross. That's prior to the, hey man, Calvary, that's prior to the tomb. That's prior to the resurrection. That's prior, hey man, to the fact that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. That's pre-Calvary, pre-resurrection, pre-ascension, pre-intercession. We got it better now. We got a hedge and we got a habitant. Hey, man. He's living on the inside, kicked the devil on the outside. Man, we got it good in here. And But the Lord, if anything, I'm not saying he can't overwhelm you. He can, but he can't overtake you. He can come over and instigate your thoughts. See, you, you know who he does? That crowd that thinks they stand, better take heed lest they fall. You know that thing that you think you're over? You know, you think you're over lust and you ain't over lust because the devil will say, uh-huh, thought you was better than that. And, and you think you're over some of them sins you used to do and say, well, I ain't done them in 30 and 40 years. They, that flesh is still there. Don't think, and the devil's still doing what he does. Don't think he can't put something in your thought. And here's the most dangerous thing. If you ever get to the place you start excusing what you do and, and say, well, they treated me like this, so I'm going to do this. And uh, if uh, this has happened in my life, so I'm going to do that. Don't ever give permission to yourself to give in to the flesh. Man, I feel like waving my sail. The wind's picking up in here. Are 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 y'all with me tonight? The devil's still trying to destroy homes. He still wants to wreck people's lives. He still wants to ruin our young people. He still wants to possess the young children that's not saved. It's up to us, amen, to raise them on the right side of the Jordan in the land of victory. Somebody say amen. Here's what happened. The devil besought it. Jesus gave them leave. He gave them permission. Amen. Hallelujah. He's got all power. And he gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. Heard Ben Violet down a steep place. I won't stay there long. I've already preached it so many times. But I just want to say this right quick. Just bump this. The hogs, the swine had more sense than some people do. They said we'd rather be dead and full of the devil. I don't know what's wrong with this crowd painting their fingernails black. Somebody say amen. Bunch of gothic straight out of hell. Somebody say amen. Straight from, amen, that ain't right. Somebody say amen. Here's this man, Brother Jared. He's been tied up and broke out. He's cutting up, don't look like nothing's gonna help it. He's cutting up and burning down. But he gets his eyes on Jesus. And so he runs to the only person that can help him. When he gets there, the demons start talking. And the Lord is talking to the demons, having a conversation with him. Because he knows that's his problem. And the, and the devils get dealt with. They get in the homes. They run off down steep place, jump in the salty sea, wash up on the shore, set up a country ham stand. And then God is saying, hey, man, hallelujah, country ham. <laughs> hey. 
they, but they roll up there and all of them heard. They weren't even supposed to have swine. They, they, they're God's children. It's an unclean animal. They're not even supposed to have swine. That's how far they've got. They've not just got away from worship. They've got away from the word of God when it comes to the dietary law, not just the sanctuary. So the Bible says, here's this man. And the devils are tied him up. The men's tied him up. The devils have filled him up. But he's fixing to get freed up. Watch what happens. The Bible says, he tells the demons to get out. And in verse number 14, he gets freed up. They get choked in the sea. And in verse 14, they that fed the swine fled, told it in the city and in the country. And they, they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus to see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Here's a man, Brother Jared, in our text, started out tied up, was cutting up, devils were tore up, he was filled up. He got freed up. But when we get back to our text and that crowd wants to see him, they find him cleaned up, clothed up, and sitting up. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank God for somebody that'll sit up. Amen. Thank God. I get to thinking every time I read that text about him sitting up. I get to thinking about that crowd over there when God looked at Andrew and Andrew said, hey man, I said, I made 200 penny worth. Eight months of wages wouldn't bring enough money in to go buy food and then be able to feed this, all this crowd. And, and that, they looking around at their limited resources. They're looking around at the limited resources of, of one little lad's lunch. He's got five barley loaves. That's loaves for poor people. And two, he's got five hush puppies and two sardines, small fishes. He's got five, he's got five little bartolos for a boy. I don't think he's that big. I don't think the fishes was that long. All these paintings of Catholic, you don't have to help God. Hey man, and this little bitty lunch that this lad had, Andrew has got a habit of bringing people to the Lord anyway. He done brought his brother and now he's bringing his lad. Hey man, he gets over there where the Lord is. They ain't got nothing to offer him. Their baskets is plumb empty. They got a basket, but it's empty. And they get over there to the, I know they had them because there's 12 baskets left over. And so they get over there to the Lord. They've got, they've got a lousy situation. They've got limited supply and they go over to the Lord who's our Savior and they started handing them loaves and every every time ain't this a blessing before the Lord started feeding them you know what he told them he said tell the men to sit down this man after he got freed up is sitting down you know why the Lord likes things done decently in order and when the men sit down, if the men sit down, I'm going to tell you something, little ladies. Y'all look up here in here and preach. How many of y'all in here ain't married yet, ladies? One, two. How many? <laughs> Troy. How many? How many of you men ain't married? All right. I wouldn't give you two cents, ladies, for a man that don't sit down in church. God said, I want you to tell that crowd to sit down. If God's going to feed, then they need to sit down where they're going to get fed at. If you got a man that won't come to church, kick him to the curb. Somebody say amen. Amen. Sit him down. And if you got a good woman, they'll follow a good man. 
Because the truth is, every good woman wants a good man, not a pansy. Preach on, preacher. They want a man to lead the home. And when the men sit down, the women is going to follow. And when the women follow, the children are going to follow. So there's 5,000 men plus women plus children. And everything's lined up decency in order. And they're sitting in a grassy place in the middle of the desert. Because God always puts his sheep in green pastures. Amen. He's providing a picnic on the seashore. And he gets done. He starts breaking it. They, they The lads lunch. But the Lord takes a little make a lot out of it. Amen. And he starts passing it out to the men and the men pass it out to them. The Lord could have handed it to them, but God uses men to handle it to his people. I feel like preaching right there a minute. Are y'all with me today? If you got a spouse or uh, somebody you're thinking about being your spouse, what I should have said, you got a boyfriend and a girlfriend that you're thinking about being your spouse. If they don't park themselves in the house of God, Hey, man, you need to kick them to the curve. Somebody say amen. You don't need, you can't evangelize, you can't evangelize them in court. If they ain't already right, they ain't gonna be right. Hey, man, by you bring, somebody, oh, Lord. I didn't know I was gonna get there tonight. The Bible said they sit. And if you look at the text, it said, here's the idea of rank and file. God wants the church to go on in decent order. Would y'all say Amen. This ain't supposed to be Bottom and Bailey Circus. It's not supposed to be a three-ring circus with everything going. It's supposed to be done decent in order. This pulpit's supposed to be the hub of the wheel. And amen, the teaching in the Sunday school class is supposed to be the driving force. Are y'all with me? That everything's got to be done. If God's going to feed you, then you got to thank God. He gave it to the men. There's a band of women, but he didn't give it to the women to pass out. He gave it to the men. I feel like preaching for a minute. There's no George Myers in the crowd passing out bread. Preach on, preacher. Ain't no Beth Moores passing out bread. Preach on, preacher. Woo! Somebody say, we are an independent Baptist church, ain't we? I just want to make sure. Brother, here they are. Setting. And when they get done setting, they they do like most Baptists. I know they're Baptists because Jesus is a Baptist. He got baptized by a Baptist, so he's a Baptist. You ain't going to change my mind. I've been pastoring too long. And the Father liked it because he said he's pleased about it. And the Holy Ghost said, let me land on it. Amen. If there's anything righter than Baptist, I'd be that. But I thank God. (laughs) Hey, man, boy, this thing's just getting bigger. I thought it was going to be quick and sweet. Here, Brother Childs. They gotta be Baptists. You, you know how Baptists do. Everybody's done eat till they're full. It don't say the disciples got anything yet. They've been busy passing out stuff. But God, on the seashore in the picnic, on this man's life, on the woman in our in chapter five, and in Jairus' life, he always does the miraculous. When men face impossibilities. The whole message tonight is when we face impossibilities, that's when God does the miraculous. He's not going to do it before time you take credit for it. He's going to do it when nothing else can be done. God shows up. Well, he ain't showed up yet because you still got a hold of it. You got to wait till ain't nobody can do it but him. And he did it, brother. 
And, and here they, they, everybody's full, like most Baptists. They done stuffed it in their pockets. They got four or five to go plates. They got, y'all might as well say amen. We're taking all the leftovers to the house. And when everybody's done, the Lord says, now go get 12 baskets. There's 12 baskets that remain. And the disciples was able to leave with a basket apiece, except for one. And, and I'm, I'm settled on this. I ain't going to change my mind. You can't have a bag and a basket. I believe the lad went home with his basket full and his mama said, I told you to eat that lunch. Mama, I met a man. <laughs> Woo! He sure enough had show and tell. Say amen. He just didn't have five loaves, two fishes. He had a basket full. There was 12 baskets remaining. Well, that's what happened in here. All the swine has jumped off in the sea. They've washed up on the shore. Everybody that was keeping the swine done went to the country, went to the city, and said, you ain't going to believe what we just saw. And the Bible, that's what the Bible says. And everybody that they told, verse 14, went out to see what was done. And they come to Jesus, and they see him that was possessed with the devil that had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were faith sitting up, hey man, clear. Hey man, cleaned up, dressed up, clothed up. Hey, hey man, glory to God. And here's the phrase. Here's the funny thing. Verse 15, they were afraid. Wait a minute. Before this, it says that he was in the tombs crying and cutting himself. Said he was doing that in verse 5. Said he'd been bound, fettered, chained in verse 4. Said he had his dwelling in verse 3 among the tombs. And no man can bind it. But it don't say they're afraid. Isn't it a sad thing that people are more scared of the Lord than they are of man or full of the devil? You know what happened, brother? He messed up their little trade. See, if the Lord comes in land of South Carolina, hey, man, the beer joints is going to have to shut down. The livelihood's going to have to shut down. Hey man, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It come to my mind three times. The bikini makers are gonna have to shut down. Say man, right there. Now y'all listen, to this preacher. I mean, all this crowd. The nightclubs are gonna have to. The strip clubs are gonna have to shut down. The ABC stores. Are, we can't have the. Hey, hey, we're afraid. Hey, the Lord's changing stuff. See, here's here. The Bible says they were afraid. Watch what they did when they were afraid. Verse 16, they saw it. They came to see. And when they see him, amen, a possessed man to a praying man, a wild man to a one man, a demon possessed man to a delivered man. Watch what happens. Verse 16, they go to telling it. They say, hey, hey, this is what happened. Possess the devil concerning the swine. Our swine ran to see. Verse 17, they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. They don't want the Lord around. He's going to mess up everything if he stays here. He's done fixed a man who was unfixable. Watch what happens, brother. So the Lord does what, what they ask. There's three questions in our chapter. Verse 13, the Lord granted the request of the devils. And verse 17, in the first part of verse 18, he granted the devilish people's request. But in the latter part of verse 18, and the first part of verse 19, he did not grant them one who was delivered. 
If there's any question I thought he would answer, it'd be that one. Well, watch what happens. Jesus says, you're more valuable here than you are with me. Watch what happens. How be it, he's asking him, he said, prayed him. He was possessed in verse 15. He's praying in verse 17. He's hanging with dead people. In the first part of the chapter, in the latter part of the chapter, he's wanting to hang out with him who is life. And the Bible said, so he went from sat up to cleaned up to dressed up to now he's prayed up, brother Jared. Hey man, in verse 19, he's gonna talk it up. Well, watch what happened. How be it Jesus suffered him and not but saith unto him, go home to thy friends, go talk it up, go tell it and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, hath had compassion on thee. If I was to talk to Seth right quick. And I say, Seth, go get the microphone. Let's go around. We're going to start up here and we're going to go talking. Everybody back here, we're going to start over here. We're going to go from here, go back there. We're going to start at Booty and come back down through here. We wouldn't get through the next Sunday for us telling how great things the Lord's done for them. Because when he says that word, he says, go home, tell thy friends and tell them how great things. That word there, great is megos. That's where we get our idea of megabar. Y'all ever went to a megabar? Go to Golden Corral. That's a mega bar. You can get anything you want. It's a buffet. Take all you want. Hey, man, are y'all getting what I'm saying? Hey, man, what I'm saying, Brother Scott, it wasn't just one thing. He has changed everything for this man. He's changed everything for this man. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I want you to go home to thy friends. I want you to talk it up. I want you to tell it. I want you to light it up. Amen. And verse number 20, watch, watch what the Bible said. He departed and began to publish in the capitalist a 10 city region. Thousands of people in it. He said, I want you to go publish. I want you to give you testimony. I want you to go publish in the capitalist how great things. There it is again. Great things that the Lord hath done for him and all men did marvel. You know what though? You know what the disciples realized when they, I bet they was thinking while they was walking down there and y'all can say what you want. These men ain't been in, in this thing long. They just got in it in Mark chapter three and, uh, and now in Mark chapter, they done face the story in Mark 4. Now in Mark chapter number 5, they're facing a wild man cutting himself and running at him. I'll tell you what everyone was doing. Stand up, Jared. You're going to be Jesus, Jared. Here's what every one of them disciples was doing. Hey, man. Now, where'd they get the clothes? They wasn't a daughter general. I'll tell you what I believe. I've said it a multitude of times. Y'all ever seen one of them old shows? Had that big stick, had a sack wrapped around it with some clothes in it. Here's the Lord getting off the boat. He's got a sack of clothes in his hand. Y'all say amen. I know it's right. They didn't have it. He done told them don't take an extra coat. Amen. Hallelujah. God's he knows there's a reason he's going <laughs> to land on the shore of a man whose only hope is him. Amen. And when he met him, his life was changed. And, and here's what the Lord said. I don't, I know you want to go with me, but it'd be better off if you stayed here because you can go tell your friends how great things the Lord hath done for thee and how he had compassion on thee. And he departed. When that other crowd wrote you off, 
when the other crowd quit coming to see you, Jesus showed up, had compassion, and changed this man. Here's a man who got changed. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away, old things become new. The message is still the same, redemption. Amen. He'll step up on the shore of a sinful man and change their life. Hey, who can do it, preacher? The master. Amen. The man's changed. The message hadn't changed. The master hadn't changed. And he still changes men and women. Amen. Here he goes into the land. Here's what the Bible says. He said, go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord had done. So he departed. He began to publish and to accomplish how great things... Jesus had done for him, and watch this, all men did marvel. He told them, go home and tell your friends. That crowd that said you went too far. That crowd that wrote you off. That crowd that turned their back on you. That crowd that probably partied and offered you drugs the first time. That crowd that probably gave you your first drink. That crowd that used to go to the same bars and clubs that you used to go to. I want you to go tell them what I've done for you. And that ain't always said. In Luke's gospel, he said when you get done with your friends, he said, I want you to go to thy, thine own house and shew how great things God had done in the You say, preacher, I don't know if it's like that. Well... Here's what I think. He got going through all them 10 city regions. All that crowd, he'd screamed and hollered. All that crowd, he'd been just seen him cutting himself. Everybody in the city, everybody in the country, everybody that came by the tombs. I mean, he's there when you're burying your loved ones. I bet they tried to chain him up when they had a funeral. But every time, can you imagine the funerals this man's messed up? He has a reputation that's ruined him. All his friends have wrote him off. But the Lord's come to redeem him today. And he's amen, renewed him. And he's clothed him. Amen. And the man's praying. And the man's listening to the Lord do the preaching. And now he's got something to publish. Tells his friends. But Luke's gospel said go to thine own house. Mama's probably in the kitchen somewhere. The Lord saved me today, honey. Woo! I'm not cutting myself. I've got clothes on. I've got a story to tell. I've been telling all my party buddies. I've been telling all my friends. But I wanted to show you I'm a changed man. Oh, thank God, church. Listen, where's what I'm saying? If you ever meet the Lord, who in here's ever had the Lord help you? Have you ever had something to tell? Thank God we've got a story to tell. But when the story to tell don't, don't affect them, I'll tell you what will change them. That's when they see it in your life. Oh, hallelujah. We've got show and tell every day that we live on planet earth. Y'all know it's right. We got show and tell. These brochures I get calls about all the time. They said, man, I found one of your brochures. He's a pastor right down the road. Where'd you get them made? And I said, I ain't telling you. <laughs> no. I told him. After I made him wait about three weeks. <laughs> then somebody else came. They said, man, I like these. Brochures, where'd you get them made? I said, man, that's nice. That tells what needs to be told. 
And it shows y'all care about what you hand out. Then it, it started dawning on me. We used to have some old black and white tracks. And I've watched people, brother, when I hand them, throw them in the trash. But if you give them a full color, I don't know, we live in that world now. If you give them something that's, that's thick, that's glossy, that's full color, they're going to read it. You give them a chick track, they're going to thumb through it. They're going to, they, it, it means a little more. You know what, brother? You can say you're saved all you want. It's when you show it that people's lives are changed. When you show that what you have, your life is a brochure. You may have started out black and white, baby in Christ. But as God begins to develop you, everything becomes full color. The longer you live for the Lord and turn your back on the world, the more of a display everybody's going to want to know where'd you get what you got. Your life is different. I've been, I was, I was raised in church. It wasn't until I went to the church I got saved at, I first thought they was crazy people. And then I realized what they had was real. It wasn't just some chalkboard writing. They had it on full display, testifying about what God had brought them through and where God had brought them out of. It impacted my life, brought me under conviction through the preaching and through the testifying. Hey, man, and God dealt with my heart for another eight days until I got saved. Here's, here's what I'm saying. Our life is show and tell. We can tell it. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Our walk speaks louder than our talk. And if we're going to show people, we can show our family. We can show our friends. We can tell our friends. We can tell our family. Jesus said, go tell your friends. Jesus said, go, go shoe thine house. Let them see that I've had compassion. Let them see what great things I've done. Don't just let them hear it. Let them see it in your life. By the time Jesus gets back around to this place, that crowd that wanted him out, now start bringing all their family in to where the Lord's at. They start bringing people possessed with the devil because they didn't know he can do it before. They start bringing people this disease. They must have heard what happened. Amen, amen. They must have heard what happened in Mark chapter number five when he got back across that sea. They started bringing people that were, hey, the Lord showed up at dead people's funeral and changed people's lives. Brother Jamie, it might have all started. Evangelistic system might have all started in this whole region by one madman who heard the message and met the master. God does the miraculous when you face impossibilities. He ain't going to do it as long as you think you can do it. You couldn't save yourself, and the Lord showed up and saved your soul. I don't care what we face. When it gets to birth, for with God, all things are possible. Let's all stand. Heads bow and eyes closed.